Welcome to another week of Radio Melee. Uh, and joining us this week is one of my favorite players of the West Coast, known you for a long time. What is up, Fiction, and how are you doing, my man? What's up? I'm chilling. How are you guys doing? How you doing, good, man? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad we have Fiction here. I mean, someone in the community with a with a storied history. Mm-hmm. Um come up in melee a couple different times uh high level player in brawl game developer uh masterful twitter user uh some would say <laughs> and you know i think uh i so we have a lot of things we can talk about today and i really do hope you guys will join us in the radio melee discord server for some great questions for this guy uh exclamation radio melee in my chat tov's chat click the mm-hmm. link follow along and hop right in i mean there's uh, you'll see what everyone's doing and submit topics here. And we'd love to get your questions on. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll keep uh, plugging this so people can come in. Cause I think, uh, we certainly can get some good questions for this guy here today. Yeah. And, uh, while we're waiting, while we're waiting for that, uh, fiction, um, I really don't think we can do this show with you without talking about your Twitter. And <laughs> I was thinking of how to ask a question about this. It took me a little bit because I yeah, wanted to, it. I wanted to, I wanted to really, really unpack the, the fiction Twitter experience here. And I, and I was thinking, um, so I have a two part question and I think, um, I think the first part of it is, um, something that I, I personally am impressed by with it is how honest I feel like you are. And so I, I'd yes. say for that part, you know, how important do you feel honesty is in the Melee community? And if you think it's different on Twitter, then, then include that as well. I'm curious how you feel about that. Um, I feel like everybody can just kind of take their own perspective on it. Some people don't feel very comfortable feeling sharing like uh, their feelings and stuff online. And they would much rather have just kind of like a friendly surface persona. And I super understand that because there's thousands of people on twitter who just take out their bad day on anyone with an opinion so but uh yeah i mean i think it's kind of up to whoever's tweeting like i just kind of do it because i think it's funny and like there's not much anyone in melee can say that would bother me so yeah (laughs) so so the honesty is there primarily because you think it's funny or do you think there's like a higher a higher necessity for people to to speak their minds in melee more or anything like that. It's it's just it's just this is what you feel like doing and that's yeah, it. Yeah, I just kinda like saying what I think and a lot of times I kinda like phrasing it in a little funny way and stuff like yeah, that. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. It's fun. I I, I really uh I really like it. I really um I will say that I I feel like I kinda used to do that and I've kind of fallen by the wayside, but like I remember a couple years ago there was the there was the unfiltered tof parody account and then i would always feel like i needed to one because they would it was the idea i guess the idea was it was like me except spicier and like i would they would say hotter takes and i was like i found that to be offensive to me because i was like well i i think i say pretty spicy things so and so i would say these things that people would reply like wow i can't tell if this is the unfiltered tof account or the real tof account uh and i kind of miss it i don't do it much anymore uh but i really like that there are people in the community like 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 you, Shep, that just say whatever's on your mind because not everyone does it. And I'll, dude, Peepee, I mean, you know it is like as a content creator. Like I think it's at least for people like us, it's, it's definitely good for us because I feel like it always like anytime someone has some kind of you know hot take or 
says something that like uh, isn't so by the book in the scene. It's like, okay, at least there's like stuff to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. like as a streamer, mm-hmm. it's like, it's nice. So I, I always appreciate it. I appreciate every single fiction tweet. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And um, so I think you've already alluded to this a little bit fiction, but the second part of my question is, you know, there, there you're some tweets, some more than others will get pushback. And, you know, I was wondering, especially again, because of how you said people will have their bad days or whatever. How do you discern, you know, people that might have legitimate pushback, legitimate criticism for a take you have or the way you phrase it or whatever, uh, you know, uh, versus, you know, just them being awful to be awful? Um, I don't know. I think I think it's pretty obvious when it's legit instead of just like being a hater like it's pretty it's because you just read it and you're like Ugh. and then like 10 minutes later you're like getting some food or something and you're like eh, I, that's a pretty decent point i guess you know but i also uh-huh. like i think that like you also have to because sometimes people will be like hey if you phrased it like this like no one would have gotten mad and it's like mm-hmm. well yeah but that's not really how I wanted to say it. Like it doesn't like they're like <laughs> yeah. the reason why they're getting mad is because that's how I wanted to say it. Like it's, it's uh-huh. not like the intention is not not to get them mad, but the fact that they're mad proves that it's probably coming across at least oh. somewhat right. Sometimes people get mad at something that has you know you'll be like man like this one I made a tweet about it where like you say man I hate people. I hate when people wear red shirts, you know, and some guy with an orange shirt is like, he's always coming after me, you know, like, and like, <laughs> like they just, they just like are completely misinterpreting the tweet. So there's those definitely those people who get mad, but sometimes like, I definitely want the tweet to be in a way that like someone will, you know, like they're taking something from it. Like if you just make a tweet and it's like, man, like, Hey everybody, like respect your competitors. Like, we're all in this together, like, this is a fun video game or whatever, like, yeah, you're not going to generate any controversy, and you also didn't say anything, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's really easy for people to just kind of go years not saying anything and be like, yeah, I'm so good at online, you know? Uh And I think, like, and by some metrics, they are, because, you know, a lot of times sponsors, like, I really like this guy's, you know, personality. And you're like, hey, this is the least wholesome person you've ever met in your entire life. You don't know him. Like, you know. You just don't know him. Yeah. They yeah, don't exactly. Him, so you don't know him. <laughs> right. Right. Definitely met people like that. And, you know, it's it's always, uh, well, it's always refreshing when, when I, I guess somebody like you comes along. Because it's like, I know where you stand on everything, basically. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, well, I, like I don't know, you know. Yeah, like like I said, like everybody can kind of take their own perspective on it, but at the same time, I personally choose to look down on people who like kind of fake it. But like, you know, that's that's just my personal take. I'm just like, fake yeah, a, like no, fake is a very good word there. I think authenticity is something that people I think people do value authenticity, right? Um, I think that wins people over. Like, obviously, being non-offensive is one way to win people over, right? Being nice, but but I think that when you can be authentic, um, and I mean, I don't think you're like a mean guy or anything, uh, especially <laughs> especially just knowing you for a long time, because I think the thing, too, is, you know, when you you say things in a productive way, uh, if you're trying to make a point, I think one thing that I've kind of realized looking at your Twitter is that you can say something provocatively and people will pay more attention to it. And in 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 them paying more attention to it, the point you were getting trying to get across 
gets made versus if you say it in a very non-provocative way, maybe people don't even notice in the first place. They don't really. Think I have it. definitely noticed so. that. Yeah. Mm hmm. I had a question because uh, I was thinking of, you know, kind of discussion points and stuff. I had a question that I actually wanted to ask the both of you. And it's about because, mm. you know, I think another thing that happened with you recently fiction was you switched to Falco. Yeah, this mm -hmm. is kind of kind of recent, kind of, less recent now, but you know, still a little, little still, over a year ago. But yeah, yeah, still, still, obviously, a lot younger in your career. Yeah. Um, something that I find really fascinating about Falco, and I want to ask your take on this, is I feel like Falco mains are they're 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 often uh, polarizing in how they look at the character. I feel like a lot of Falco mains. I don't know if it's like half and half. Well, I'll just say half and half. I feel like half the Falco mains are like, dude, Falco is amazing. Falco's the best character. Falco just stops at everybody. Like, how how could Falco not? I feel me like look, that's look at maybe ten percent of Falco's at most. You feel like it's ten percent? Okay, In and then you know, the other the other nine percent is like, yeah, they are. They, dude, Falco's the most struggle character. No, no, no. You guys don't understand. Yeah. like the better you yeah. get, like the harder it is for Falco. Like, damn, this character is so. It's always hard. hard. It never it's gets better. better. It gets better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and. What I kind of what I think is interesting because because we also have you here, PB. I feel like both of you are big uh, Falco believers. Uh, uh, f fiction certainly. Fiction PB, more than me, but I yeah I, oh, I really? believe in the character too. I mean I don't think I, he's the greatest <laughs> ever, but I think yeah I think he's strong. Uh -huh. I think he's strong and he can play all the matchups and okay. And I, I thought back in the day, PB. I thought you were one of the big because i i feel like i remember you saying on smash Bros. you thought falco was like the best character one of the best characters or something maybe yeah, i've always said one of the best i mean one of the okay the, the thing is you know i had a real problem with uh saying he at the time when everyone else thought he was the best i was like you guys don't understand like he's got all these issues and i was down on Falco. i was i was the down on falco guy uh, uh -huh. unreasonably so but i was yeah. And then I and then I got over it and uh, realized this character is actually really good and I need to be more fair okay. about it. And and so I was more fair about it. But yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. I mean, fiction, fiction takes it to a, le a whole new level. And uh, and I appreciate that because I think that's we need the counterbalance because there's so many Falcons that are down on the character. Right. What, fiction. Why do you think that is? Mm. Like, why do you think he's why do you think Falco's like a polarizing character? In that sense? do you think people just I think people. Okay, so I think there's a few, there's like a bunch of factors, obviously, but like yeah. I think that part of it is like a lot of Falcos are just solo main. And I think if like mm -hmm. Falco is the only character you've played, you just kind of see the struggles of the character. And mm -hmm. like, like if you know, if I just started playing the game and I had lasers from day one and I was just like, well, yeah, sure, I have lasers, but like what else, you know? And then you play, but if you made other characters and then you switch to Falco and you're like, I have total control of the stage from across the whole stage. And every like 15 frames, you just get hit with a laser and you have to fight through that. And I'm just kind of chilling and you're like, oh, wait a second. Like, this is pretty significant. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other, the other side is that people aren't willing to like play the game, like play the whole game. Like there's a lot of situations, especially like in Falco Fox, where you're like, 
where you're like, okay, what's the right response to this situation? And it's like, well, you shoot a laser, you go to the platform, you full hop from the side plat to the top plat, then you short hop to the side plat, you shoot three lasers at the side plat, and then you drop down with a laser. And they're like, okay, great. And what did you get? And you're like, Fox hasn't hit me yet, and I got six damage. And if you don't, <laughs> and, it, and if you don't look at that and go, oh, six damage and no risk, oh yeah, you, then you're gonna think Falco's bad, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so I think people they want like the. They, they want to hit down or shine, down or shine forward smash. And they're like, sometimes people prevent me from hitting that. And that upsets me. And it's clearly not my fault. Right. There's, only, there's only one thing left to blame, you know? And it's, like, it's kind of like, well, you know. <laughs> so I think people just, they, they're not looking at the game in a sense of like everything. Like people get mad a lot of times the way I play Falcon. Like, oh, you full hop, you laser, it's all this stuff. And it's like, yeah. And that's why I think he's good. Like, you guys are like, well, I'm not going to use the laser because that's too good. And I'm not going to full hop because that's too good either. They can't hit me if I use those things. So, <laughs> and that's just mad lame. And and then it's like, oh, man, Falco's bad because I don't use any of his good tools. And it's like, yeah, that kind of right. makes sense that you think he's bad then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Fiction's answer is basically is basically what I would say. You know, the one very complicated character uh fiction alluded to some of that i mean i think he's the most complicated in melee which i don't maybe he's a take i don't know but i very to me very complicated next to ice climbers okay i haven't heard that before i'm here for it though i i know all the desync stuff is uh pretty confusing as well not i'm not informed on that well i mean even stuff like just like dashing back like if you dash back nana dashes back six frames later so then like people can like hit Nana and get caught in the hit lag and stuff like that. Right. And so there's all these different ways that you can desync and put Nana in front of you or behind you or have her up smash while you shield. And like, that's just goes on forever, you know? So I think they're the craziest okay. for sure. But Falco is like m- reasonably the most complicated character out of like the good characters. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I haven't heard that before. I'll be glad to keep that in mind. Um, the, again, the second part that Fiction was talking about was there are there I think for Falco especially there's a certain viewpoint of him uh that is like you know I've got to be cool and I've got to do this stuff and you know I've got a free flow man and you're 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 harshing my vibe telling me to do this other stuff and I think you know I and in one sense I think you know I'm okay with there being some aspect of this sort of thing in melee but I think you know, I, with Falco, it's overrepresented and a bit of an issue. And so, yeah, uh, the, the, who, right God, now. someone called it um, the Falco mysticism. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the, the mysticism Falcos that are just like, it, it's like the, the it's like the, the virgin frame data nerd versus the Chad mysticism Falco. It's like That's Chad and Falco, just down or in, bro. It's going to work out if you're sick. Yeah, no, I always I always tell Ginger, like, because people are always saying he's laser camping, and people say that he laser camps in sets where he shoots, like, four lasers the entire set, and I keep telling him, like, it has nothing to do with how you play, it has to do with their judgment on how likely it is that you woke up in a dumpster. Like, <laughs> if, you, if you do not have a roof over your head, the controller is the only possession you have, you wake up in a dumpster high on 16 drugs, and you show up to the tournament... You will be the most loved Falco main of all time. I, I don't I understand that. what you just said, but I appreciate it. <laughs> it's just people hate the idea of like a nerdy Falco main. And okay. so the further you can get from like seeming prepared, knowledgeable, etc., like the better people will like your Falco. 
I understand. Yeah, I, I agree with that <laughs> more. I, I, I mean, the analogy, the analogy was it was too far out of my brain space. That's so not I'm an analogy. Like, that is a fact, actually. Okay, you, so you know, Falcos that have woken up in dumpsters. I, I, I certainly do. I think I think if you didn't wake up in a dumpster and someone else did, the crowd would cheer for them. Interesting. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. Yeah, we've got to we've got to really get some stats on that. That's important. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's no, but it's it's a it's a good point, and I feel like uh, I dude, I've even I even remember talking to somebody, not to name names. I'm not trying to put anybody on blast, <laughs> but I talked to somebody who fiction beat. PP, if you believe it or not, I've talked to someone that Fiction beat in tournament mm. at the mm. tournament recently, and they were like, oh, it was so boring. Uh, uh-huh. Like, oh, Fiction, the way he played was, you know, it was so boring. Like, I just didn't even want to play the set at a certain point. And okay. then I watched the, the VODs, and he shot, like, three lasers. Uh, it was like, <laughs> there were, like, two-minute matches. Like, it wasn't lame at all. It was, yeah, it was I fine. It was I don't particularly completely... remember and Fiction I was, being I was like, particularly what? campy or anything. Well, Fiction, here's my thing. Fiction made a tweet that oh, I, I, that's I will one of my shoot a gazillion lasers, <laughs> and I will lame you out with these gazillion lasers, and it's going to be horrible. And I and I okay. I've been watching matches. Maybe I'm just different and weird. Maybe I've just been in the community for too long. But at this point, I'm like, I would like to see that. I want to see Fiction shoot a gazillion lasers and time someone out. And I keep watching Fiction matches, and he doesn't shoot that many lasers. Well, but, I sh- I shoot plenty, but people a lot of times they they get irritated and they run in and they then run you don't, in you don't you, then you don't have to shoot them. But right. I just think that like I don't know every everywhere I go, everyone I talk to, everyone is always shaming Falco for shooting lasers. Oh, he shot a bunch of lasers. It's like oh, I didn't you know you held shield on the platform for like the last 30 seconds but like we're not going to talk about that you know and it's kind of ready to talk about that and so it's like i you know i'm clearly good at receiving hate like i i'm accustomed to it (laughs) i have rather thick skin so i'm down i'm down to be the guy where it's like you know people are in the crowd and they have giant posters that say stop shooting lasers you know and stuff like (laughs) that like i i'm down to be public laser enemy number one just to because I'm just tired of everybody daring in and then being like, man, my character is so bad. It's like, dude, you didn't even fast fall the dare. Like, <laughs> like it's not even close to being a good option. Uh-huh. Yeah, very fair. Um, well, now that we have successfully roasted, you know, a lot of Falco mains, I think it's time <laughs> to move on. Um, let's talk about the community voice and let's talk about the oh, question yeah. we had from... Brandon, homemade Brandon, waffles. another Falco man. Yes. Uh, and the question in, 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 well, the question in question was, uh, who would win in a melee match out of LeBron James and Steph Curry? Now, I mean, again, my logic was I narrowly gave it to Steph Curry. I just feel like Steph, uh, because of his age, you know, was likely to have played more melee than LeBron, who, if anything... Maybe would have played more 64. I think he's just a little older. Okay. <laughs> I see Curry winning, only dropping one game. Curry pick Marin. Brown probably pick DK. This is Marcus Rondo. The locks. Oh, this is a lot of... They put some thought into this. Definitely one of these players with natural they mechanics. thought about this question today? What the heck? Why? Wow. <laughs> that, yeah, why? Why? Steph is like the mango of the NBA. I love Steph is like the mango of the NBA. That's what I'm trying to hear with the exciting half-court shots and crazy plays. I feel like that's a hot take. Steph is like the mango of the NBA. Whatever. I'm not going to super duper go into it. I feel like he's yeah. closer to like Malefin. <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way. 
I like I feel like, and that is why I think Steph would win is because he would look in melee and like the very first thing he'd like find rest or something, and he'd just be like, "There it is! Like that's my move forever. I'm right. just resting it." <laughs> right. And LeBron would be like, "Oh man, like reverse back air and stuff," and Steph wouldn't even you know know there were reverse hitboxes. <laughs> I, I yeah. swear, like LeBron would definitely go for like, oh, "I'll be good in like six months or something," and like Curry would be good the very first day, or at least he'd be taking stocks. Yeah. Steph Curry is the kind of player who who's like he's like the Tokido, uh, to put it in fighting game terms. Steph Curry is the guy that finds the most broken thing that nobody's exploiting and just exploits the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. That's what that's I the, see too. That's the Steph Curry. <laughs> I completely agree with that. Okay, uh, LeBron methodically picks part with a complete, well-rounded guy. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, in a funny way, this is Mango Zane debate. I'm taking Steph over LeBron. I uh, see. I'd say Zane is more like the Steph Curry out of those two. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Steph naturally takes Marth looking to use it's by the way, it's funny that people are saying LeBron would pick DK or Gannon. It's like, dude, just because he's a big guy doesn't mean you pick a big character. Maybe it does though. I don't know. Uh Steph naturally takes Marth looking to use Ranger to his advantage. A little coaching for Zane PP wouldn't hurt either. LeBron takes Fox, the best all around character, surest bet for success and list mango. Yeah, okay. So that that's more in line to yeah, I think I'm the closest to De- Deekstra's opinion on on this one. Congratulations, Deekstra. I agree with you. Yeah, I definitely imagine like LeBron is going to pick like Falcon or something, and then his yeah. friend, his friends all tell him to pick Fox because Fox is so good. So he does, and then Steph goes Marth and like down throw down tilts and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, precisely, precisely, precisely. Um. Okay. Well, I think we've got some questions coming in. And a reminder, you got all, all of y'all in chat, uh, people watching on Twitch, for the people watching on YouTube. Uh, of course, come by. Uh, we took a we took a break last week, but every we do this every single Tuesday, three p.m. Pacific, six p.m. East Coast time, uh, and you get to talk to us live on air. If you've got any hot takes you want to give, I know everyone's got spicy takes out there. You can just talk to us, and we have to react to whatever you say. Um, yeah. And for people in Twitch right now, again, exclamation mark radio melee. If you're in my chat or PPs, just hop in. There's a there's a channel called Submit Topics here. It's as simple as that. Just ask us whatever you want, and we get to. Uh, you get to talk to us. We get to hear your beautiful voice using mm. the magic of Discord, which was down this morning. Um, and that was that was horrifying for every, everyone involved. So here we go. Uh, I think we're about ready to get our first caller in, and it looks like it is Speedy Sloth. Welcome back. Where Welcome are you back, calling Speedy in from? Sloth. Uh, I'm from MDVA. Yeah. Uh, I'm back. Wow. Again. <laughs> What's your question for us today, Speedy Sloth? Yeah, so question is, uh, I know you guys touched on this a bit, but do you think players have an obligation to cater their brands or like their names more towards sponsors, like in terms of social media? Mm. Or do you think they should like be okay to be themselves? This is a course of like naming or whatnot, because like this happened with Logan and Swift both changed their names, which I didn't Mm. realize Swift changed their name because of like a sponsor that's something i learned when oh, i didn't I know that asked him oh i well i'm not sure if i can say let's just say there's an adult movie star who happened to have the name tyler ah. swift and i did not know that either <laughs> and um, i always thought logan's was kind of a funny slash sad one where it's like dude it's just it's your like initials. It's just my initials. <laughs> uh, yeah. For people who don't know I feel about, like his parents had to have seen that coming. 
True. Mm. Actually, true. Like, imagine like, just, like it's just you're trolling <laughs> your kid. You're like, ha, ha. Uh, his initials uh. are butts, you know? It's like, dude, like, <laughs> kid, like. <laughs> yeah, well, for, for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. What do you think, Shep? We'll let you start this one off. Mm-hmm. Obligation is um, a strong word. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I that's what I agree with. I think obligation is a little too strong. Um, I think people are like, well, you can keep doing what you're doing and make you know fifty dollars at a tournament in relative obscurity, or maybe have a shot at more fame and fortune. And I think there's nothing wrong with trying to take that. Hmm. I I am a bit surprised by that fiction. I would have expected you to say, hey, look, you got to be your own person. It'll work out if you're more true to yourself, or. In- and you get more engagement if you're provocative, and you know I'm a bit surprised. I think that's true for what it's worth. Well, I think I th- everybody should be themselves, and for some people, their inner self is just ready, just wanting to sell out. So, like, that's fine. Like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> that's okay. Like, I'm not gonna tell them to be me, try to be somebody else. Like, that's who they are. It's okay. Hmm. Let me be me. <laughs> <laughs> what a reference. You're 30. You're 30. Um, and I also don't think there's anything like morally like weird about like changing your name to like be on a team, you know? Like you're yeah. you clearly want to be on the team more than like some dumb tag or whatever. Of course, nobody in our chat knows anything about that. Nope. Don't know anything <laughs> about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I definitely think uh, you know, people. And some people just are, I mean, I've definitely also just been people who are authentically non-provo- I don't know, like Eddie Mexico. Like, I well, just that's, think, a, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, I wouldn't like want a, Eddie to be, like, mean or something. Yeah, I think <laughs> Eddie just is a nice guy. Like, I think... Although watching him try to be mean would be really fun. That'd be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be, you're less excellent than usual today. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what was the bit about, uh, it was... Uh, Diz Kid Boogie was on stream and it was like, I want him to just snap and just curse. It's that same kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess to pivot the question more, mm-hmm. do you think for, I guess, broadcasting Smash as an esport, I guess, making it more like, I guess, market friendly, do you think, like, even let's say you're not trying to get a sponsor, but let's say our top player was named something like weird or something. Do you feel like they would have an obligation to the scene to be more like advertiser friendly or like brand friendly? So the scene as a whole could could grow more. Do you feel like it's more better for them to stay true to themselves, I guess? Mm. I mean, I don't think they owe the community anything. Like, hmm. yeah. What do you think about that, PP? Just um, as, as I mean, we basically lived this, right? In a sense, you did change your tag. I did not for not for the sake of the scene per se. It was more for <laughs> it was more for I was gonna do. I wanted to do it anyway, and then you know it just kind of worked out. And it worked that, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the money. Yeah, I would never. I would never say that. Like, there's an obligation to like change your tag for professionalism's sake, whatever. Not to the scene. I don't think anyone really is an, has a. Um, and I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of examples, and if there's any other games where like there's top players with with really outrageous. Well, I can let you think for a second. I got a couple yeah. things I can say about it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think the first thing is if the scene is pretty small, um, it's probably not your top player's name that's holding you back. 
Um, sure. I think there sure. are a lot of other things that are in the way before that. And if you're doing all those other things, then yeah, maybe it's time to look at that. But it's not. It wouldn't be my first consideration. I think if anything, it just kind of sows division in the scene, mm-hmm. which would probably not be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is, I think it also, you know, you're saying the tag is weird. Well, it de- I think it also depends on how weird. Um, <clears throat> if it's Dr. PP weird, you're probably okay. You're pushing the line, but you're, you're probably okay. <laughs> yeah. But if, you, if you're going weirder than that, you you yeah. might want to reconsider. Like if you're, you know, like if we <laughs> if we were melee and we were this size, then it was something weirder than Dr. PP. I would say, yeah, I mean, maybe consider. Maybe yeah, if, if we were like, yeah, if we were a smaller community and then like, you know, our be- like, like Zane's tag was like, uh, m- oh, my community yeah. hates all minorities. Like, I'd probably <laughs> I would <laughs> Oh my God, you know that's I mean? so like, not <laughs> like, that would be an example of a t- tag that I think would be super worth changing. Right? Yeah, that's, so, that's pretty worth changing. Oh I think, yeah, I think we can agree with that. Yeah, definitely. I think in any context. Like even if you're not a top player, I think yeah, the yeah, I community yeah. hates yeah. minorities. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that place Murph it account. Listen, there was hater. You know, it's, it's oh, funny. No. It's funny, by the way. It's funny we talk about this, given that uh, someone in my chat did bring up Zane did. Uh, you know, he did get banned for a week for having a particular tag on his no. Slippy account. Oh, yeah. that. that'd, be another one. that'd be another one that you'd probably want to change at a certain You would want that one changed. I mean, some of these, I you'd guess, want like, that one it's interesting, right? Because it's going to be hard for you to be a top player if you're going to have a tag that's like that. So it's yeah. it's weird. There yeah. would have to be this weird thing where it's like between Dr. PP and the thing that got banned. And I, you know, there's a, there's, a, I guess there's a, there's a spectrum. Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know where the survive until top player <laughs> part begins, and where you're yeah. just not making it anyway. Yeah. I, oh man, one of my favorite tags. I, I guess this is a little off topic, but be sad. Oh, it's so good. That's my favorite tag of all. Time. Be sad. Oh, people were saying Glock and my Toyota, but B S A D. It's a, um, it's an acronym for oh. um, blunt smoking anus destroyer, and it is oh, my favorite. Okay. It's. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that would be the kind of tag that if you were trying to become the best player in an established esport, you yeah, might need probably. to change it a certain. Definitely point. a red You would flag just say it stands like for tag. something different. Yeah, it stands yeah definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. judging you right now for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a blue screen of death thing. Like when I hear oh. B, I, I hear mm. like he saw it, like blue screen of death, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To 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 wrap it all, to put a bow on it, I think that um, it's an interesting way of thinking about it. But I just don't think most people are looking at their like professionalism or whatever as a as a uh, obligation to the scene. I think for most people, uh, sure. I think for most people, it um, their level of professionalism or whatever you want to call it is going to give them or take away. Uh, opportunities for themselves um and then at that point you just have to ask yourself what your goal is Uh, and for some people their goal is to just have fun and and not you know really care about that sort of thing uh you know Mm. like obviously you can go pro and melee but a lot of people play melee at a pretty high level and also just have a job and they don't really care about that sort of thing so yeah i don't know and i and i don't think there's anything wrong with that in fact i think that it's cool that with melee there are people who play at a high level that are also just doing other things versus like, 
I don't know, more established esports where it feels like you have to be full time at it to be like a yeah, top player, you know? Um right. I like that I like that with melee we get people from different walks of life for that reason. Yeah, definitely. So anyways. Any shout outs you want to do uh speedy sloth? Uh yeah. I wanna shout out the MDVA uh scene. We just had a really great regional. Um I was at Game Mason University. It was nice. super mm-hmm. sick. A lot of people. Shout outs to Swift for coming out winning and shouts for maryland for getting top two at the event so va can suck it so let's go fight me and uh yeah and then the mdva arcadian is happening in richmond Uh, i'm not sure the specific dates but it's happening soon so if you're in the area uh come out to that and also to baltimore melee weekly it's a new weekly in baltimore that just showed up it's at this video game bar it's super sick such a good name for a weekly in baltimore yeah bmw yeah it's great um so yeah anyway uh come out to your local events go to your locals guys yep stop letting stop letting fiction and ringler be top one and top two at verdugo (laughs) (laughs) hey thanks for coming on speedy slot good question no problem thank you see you later see you later love plugging i love the plugging of local terms i'm really glad those are opening up yeah uh Mm -hmm. hey anyone anyone in norcal uh our first uh, Homemade Waffles is hosting a big, well, the first iteration of a new big local in um, Oakland. And uh, that's going to be this weekend. And actually, a bunch of top players from out of state, or, or not out of state. Well, some, some, some out of staters, Magi and uh, Eddie Mexico, but also a bunch of top SoCal players are coming up. So hope everyone in NorCal goes to that. It's cool to see locals opening up in more, more places again because it's just been so long for so many people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, right now, it looks like we got another caller queued up and ready to go. Tiles, what's Tiles. up? Where are you calling in from? What's your question for us? Uh, hello, good evening. Uh, evening. I'm, yeah, evening. So uh, I'm calling in from Portugal. Uh, Ooh, yeah, evening. Yeah, evening. Ah. It's almost midnight here. Uh, so uh, my question is, um, I've been finding myself having trouble playing my best in a tournament setting. Uh, it might be nerves, might be a lack of familiarity with the setting in itself. It can be a bunch of things. But one of the things we were about Armada and how good he was, uh, was because of his B or his C game being so much better than the rest. Uh, my question is, what is the B game? <laughs> is it something you can specifically mm. practice? Is it just one of those exoteric concepts that the melee community comes up to describe something they don't know how to describe? Or, or is it is it really something concrete? And if it is something concrete, well, how do you practice that? Because admittedly, my melee skill is not the greatest to start with, but, but it's annoying uh, playing, ter- playing in tournament and feeling like I can never do the things that I know I can do and feeling like I fall short every time. A good question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I have something to say about it, I guess. Yeah, go for it. Um, okay, so I think... Um, so, the most important thing when you're going into tournament is to focus on, first of all, hitting your tech skill, and then second of all, following your game plan. And I think that, like, being able to follow your game plan and be able to execute to some capacity is kind of just, like, that's the definition of B-game, is, like, you to make your B game good, you need to have a good game plan, and you need to know what the match is going to entail, and you need to know like what plan you're going to stick to, and stuff like that. And then like you know, A game and whatever is beyond that is like 
basically when your brain is already executing your tech skill and your game plans perfectly for you, and then you can kind of go one extra layer on top of that, trying to be extra fast or extra tricky or whatever. But you just need that, like, the basis, which is based on, like, knowledge and game plans and stuff like that to kind of give you, like, a baseline of performance. That's my uh, take on it, I think. Yeah, and and for those out there, Fiction does do coaching, so you guys want to learn more about your B game, you can always work with him on that. Um, I do coaching as well, and I've talked to people about this uh, some, and I can tell you, B game, the way I understand it, and the way I started kind of talking about it a few years ago was, it's, you're not able to do everything um, that you want to be able to do, kind of like what Tiles is talking about, and so... Um, I find that a B game is kind of like a, it's like a backup plan, B for backup. And so basically in that, what you're looking for is you're looking for things that are going to be simpler to do, things that are going to be maybe easier to execute, but get more reward, like more reads and tech chases or, or whatever, or you just cover certain things in edge guards as opposed to trying to react to everything, stuff like that. So basically more reads and reactions. And you're still trying to go for high value stuff, but it's, it's stuff that, you have practiced. And so there's your regular practice routine for your A game that you want to do and you want to be as tight as possible and everything like that's going to raise your skill ceiling. And then there's B game, which I kind of think is raising your skill floor up. And so mm-hmm. that is going to come from practicing differently, practicing, doing movements a little bit slower so that you can react to something, practicing, doing a simpler edge guard or, you know, whatever. And then you can you play friendlies and you intentionally try and work that stuff in or you try to play on a day where you're not feeling as well and you see how well it works you know you can get some good information uh that way but yeah it is it is different than than a game to me which is you're you're executing all of their stuff but i think fiction's point's really important you want to have your game plan down you want to make sure you're doing your tech right because if you're not doing that then you're not a or b doesn't matter you got to have your foundation first I, i had something to add um that i think a lot of people ignore uh, so this is something that I think I was very poor at for uh, many years, for a long time. And Drug Fox kind of exposed this. We were doing a lesson. And basically he was making the point. I think this is something a lot of people struggle with. He was basically saying, okay, uh, you know, we were, I don't know. We were analyzing some match of mine, right? Some game I was playing at some point. And he basically said like, okay, uh, wow, you're doing a lot of good things. But then when, when you miss input something, um, he like noticed you you take a while to kind of recalibrate to what's actually going on versus what you were going for um and and so like an example of this is let's say you go for a uh and he was comparing me to someone he thought was very good at this which every top player essentially is but uh, he was saying IBW is extremely good at this when IBW misses something or messes something up he plays off of the thing that happened as if he meant to do it so let's say someone's pressuring, like a Falco's down or shining your shield or something, and you go for a shine out of shield, um, and you get uh, you mess up the input and you get spot dodge uh, instead of the shine out of shield. Um, for me, uh, I, I, I like per per what Drug Fox was saying about me, he was basically saying, you know, you take a while to react to the to the fact that the spot dodge even happened. So you're not, maybe you're not ready to DI the thing that like, if you get hit, if you get hit by one of the things the Falco's doing to you, you don't, you're not ready to DI it or something. So you get very poor DI in that, in that particular position or something. You're not ready to, or you like panic after the spot dodge and you go back into the shield when like you had an opportunity to just counterattack them because they whiffed something or whatever. Um, 
And I think this is pretty, since I've started looking for it, I think this is really prevalent with like a lot of players that are quote unquote inconsistent. They, when they're hitting their stuff, they look really, really good. When they miss their stuff, they, they can't play off of like the resulting scrambles well at all. Um, and if, if that sounds like you, that might be something you want to work on. Like just really paying attention to exactly what's happening. And if, if, when you mess up, be ready to play off of that as if it was on purpose. Um, and, and a lot of the times that kind of corresponds to your, your A game versus your B game, because of course, if you are playing your A game, it never comes up and it never matters because you're never, you don't mess up the thing you were going for. But if you're playing your B game or if you're not playing as well, some mistakes are going to happen, but you have to be able to play off of them. Okay. Yeah, and I've, I think, I've yeah. got other random examples of this too, but yeah, um, yeah, it, all of your points make sense. Um, I, so I have a follow-up question. If I'm not mm. going over my time, if I am, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, but, you're good. Uh, so when it comes to what you brought up, of about how if you make a mistake, try to play through it. Uh, uh, so about practicing that would be would be right to say that you practice your B game. In tournament, so uh, if you want to, in you tournament, practice... but 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 you could even uh, you could even just play friendlies and like notice oh, when you're yeah. making mistakes, do vod review, and notice like when you make a mistake because you're not assumably you're not playing perfect, and notice when you're making a mistake, and then notice what you're doing off of that mistake, and try to work on better reacting. It's like you're practicing reacting. To a situation like you, you like like oh I noticed that in this situation like this thing I got into this scramble and then I got flustered and like I didn't do like oh I had an opportunity to do this thing instead um and and you can you don't need to do that in tournament you can definitely practice you can do that with with just slippy yeah that that's what I've been doing I, you can literally do it on unranked yeah all about uh, situation recognition I think that's how you say it um, recognizing situations that you've come across and try to figure out how to, well, mm -hmm. turn mistakes into what you want to do. Um, yeah. I also think there's one other aspect of B-game, which is something that I'm, I'm now remembering because of uh, talking to Spark last week. Uh, this is kind of ties in what PeePee was just saying. But, uh, so Spark was basically saying like, oh, okay, he had, so he had to play King of the Cube against Daki. And okay, it's like there's like some element of ping. And Spark was basically saying like, okay, the ping was bad enough that... Uh, if, if, if Daki Fox goes for the ambiguous DI, Spark knows that he's going to have a tough time with his reaction tech to his flowchart. So he, he might go for an up smash, right? Just go for the read instead of going for like a hard reaction. Um, and so being able to identify, you know, that could be because of lag, like because the ping is not so good, but it could also be because on a given day, you don't feel like you're playing so good. So being able to identify like, oh, I might not be able to execute my normal game plan, which is a little more high risk, because if you mess up the reactive tech chase, you're going to get punished, blah, blah, blah. Knowing that and going for a different option that's relatively high value, but it's not as risky in that sense, like that would be another example of shoring up your B game. And I think that the important thing there is knowing yourself, knowing how good you, your reactions are, for example... Like, oh, in these conditions, I can reaction tech chase. In these conditions, maybe I can't because it's net play and it's not, not so good. Um, and, and I think that that's an important part of it as well. Okay. Uh, thank, thank you all. Uh, I've definitely gained some new insight into what to do. I've, I'll try to approach now every tournament match I have with a solid game plan, at least nice. a solid game plan, and then see if I mess up 
what can I get out of it, out of mm-hmm. that mistake? So uh, thank you. For sure. Good luck. Oh, yeah. Do you got any shout outs for us on your way out today, Tiles? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I want to shout out uh, the Portuguese melee scene. Uh, we're about like 15 deep at best, but uh, well, we that's, still play sometimes. That's uh, how it starts. Yeah. Nice. I've been playing, I think, since 2015. The, the entire scene is when it started. So it's been nice seeing it grow. Mm. Also, the melee peeps over on the Ludwig Discord. And yeah, that's it. Thank you. Uh, have a nice rest of stream. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Good night. Thank you. See you. Cool to talk to you guys about that question, uh, PP and Shep, because I feel like I-, I always think it's really cool to get uh, like top player perspective on these sorts <clears throat> of things. Yeah, like ultimately, I think like the idea of B game and stuff like that. A lot of it relies on like just personal definitions and like whatever model uh-huh. you use. Yeah, and a lot of, like it's not like I disagreed with anything you guys said about it. It's just like I would have maybe put that in like a slightly different position in the model or said it a slightly different way. Yeah. But it's all right. the same stuff. Right, right, right. I mean, I think what you said is is important for people to keep in mind too. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't have the good foundation in the first place. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, important. I think a lot of times people kind of they rely on like I did well at this matchup a week ago, so if I play it now, I'll do fine. And they don't really know why they did well at a week ago or why they think they'll do fine, and then they just lose. And they're like, "Well, I guess I played bad because I was winning at this matchup last week." You know, it's like or that person (laughs) played lane; they shot a bunch of lasers in full hop. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Uh, Well. Throwbacks aside, we do look like we have our next caller ready to bring in. Nice. Uh, this looks like Mr. Doctor Boy. What a what a name! And it looks and I see your picture is a Falco on Discord. I'm very excited for your question. Where are you calling in from? What's your question for us today? Um, I'm from. Uh, my name is Steven. I'm from uh, New Jersey. And okay. uh, what I was uh, wondering from you guys is uh, basically my controller broke recently, and mm. instead of getting a new one, I kind of just decided that I was going to take a break from Melee for a while, and I was interested in hearing what you guys uh, thought about like taking breaks from the game, you know, if you think it's like important and necessary, and I know, especially Fiction, I know that you had a pretty long hiatus, and I was just wondering, like, you know, what the reasons for taking breaks are for you guys and like how you know when the right time to come back is hmm. interesting question um is there so if you do you feel particularly moved on this one fiction or i mean i can um, start yeah i mean i don't think that breaks are necessary for everyone and i think that everyone needs different breaks and processes the game differently um i think that it's hmm yeah, like I think that if you feel like you're kind of oversaturated with the game, you can kind mm-hmm. of feel it out that it's kind of time to like take some time to process stuff because sometimes I think we like open a lot of doors in our head and then we don't really get around to closing them. Um, sometimes that can just mean like maybe you're playing too much in comparison to the amount of VOD review you're doing, or sometimes even the other way around, but most melee players that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, and, like I think that, uh, I just kind of do it based on feel and uh, there's just been times before where I didn't want to play for whatever reason, or I had other things going on. So I just stopped playing. And then, you know, when I, when you come back, it's like, 
advancing the meta is about a hundred times slower than copying it. So, you know, if you're gone for like a year or something, it really doesn't take that long to catch up on all the new improvements that have been made. Uh, I think sometimes taking a break can freshen up your perspective a bit. So I think you kind of have to do it based on like how confined you feel to your perspective and stuff like that too. But I think it's just really like a feel based thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that covers a fair amount of what I wanted to say, especially the, the saturation that he's talking about. If you feel overloaded by information, uh, You've got to either find a way to condense it in yourself, but I think one of the best things you can do is just take a break for that. And a break doesn't have to be you don't play. It could just mean you play less. And this is something that I think Melee players don't think about a lot because they're either playing 400 hours of Slippy a day or they're like, I got to take a break, and there's no in between. And so, you know, actually paying attention to how you feel, how much you're enjoying, how much you feel like you're learning and modifying how much you're playing or what you need to practice in response to that, you know, paying attention to yourself and actually using the feedback you get goes a long way. Um, beyond that, the right time to come back is, again, you pay attention to how you feel. Do you feel excited to play? Do you feel like you have new understandings? You know, is there something that you want to do? Or sometimes, I mean, it's just stuff outside the game. Like maybe you're overwhelmed just because like school and work are just going harder for you right now. And it's just harder to do more melee stuff and you just need time to chill out more, right? It's just, it depends. And so it's not, it, it, it can, sometimes there can be things outside of melee that can impact these decisions too. Um, but yeah, when you, when you have the headspace for it, uh, I think it's pretty good. And I, and people use melee in different ways. Some people use melee as like a stress relief, which I think is, um, kind of a risky business given the nature of melee, but you can go for it. But if you're using it more competitively, yeah, you want to make sure you're in a, a, a solid headspace for that, or, a, you know, at least you can able to get some enjoyment from that. Did you take... A lot of breaks when you were, uh, like, when you were a top player, PP, did you... Not really. The only time I... Not intentionally, at least, right? No, not intentionally. Uh, if, I, if I took, I would take... It was, I mean, there were also... The breaks were basically, back in the day, the breaks were built into the system because you had a major, and then there were six months, and then you had a major, and then there were six months, and, that, and maybe four months if, you know, if things were going really fast. I and hated that's... it back then. I hated <laughs> how... I hated that. It's like... You lose to Armada, and he's like, see you next spring. And you're like, no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I, I, mm. <laughs> I hated that era of two majors a year. And then, and yeah. then you, you finally make it out, and, you know, PPMD is your favorite player, and you can't find the energy to play you in friendlies, and you cry. But Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we, you know, what, that would never happen. Um, yeah, yeah, never, no, that never. Would never happen. That, no, that seems like a doomsday scenario. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, um, oh. yeah, I mean, um, it's so, you know, the, I think, I mean, Fiction's bringing up a good point about how it, how it can feel different as a top player who's grinding a lot versus versus someone, you know, who's learning more or whatever. And so I think, you know, where you are with the game is also going to impact that too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Tofa, mm -hmm. for me, I've never intentionally taken one. There have been some times where I felt like just emotionally I needed space to just handle things that were not really related to the game. Right. Um, and and that would be its own thing. But yeah, so um, never, never wanted to do it myself. 
Um, but I mean, if I took a, if I took, I mean, sometimes I would even take like just, you know, a day or a couple of days off or something. And I would just, that'd feel pretty good for me just cause I was playing all the time. So yeah, just, it, you know, a break is going to be relative to how much time you were putting in before too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think for me, like I've never had to be like on a break with the exception of like long, long time ago when I had hand problems where like, I'd never had to be like, where I was like on a break and like wishing I could play melee and being like, no, no, I'm on a break. You know, uh, the break is like when I'm doing stuff and everything's going down and like life is happening. And then I'll be like, I've played melee like once in the last month, you know, and then like that'll be a break. Not like I, I, I'm going to take a scheduled break now, you know, mm-hmm. like the break is it's it's cause and effect. You're taking a break because like you're not you're not not playing melee uh because of the break, you're taking a break because you're not playing melee. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, Doctor Boy. I mean, it, yeah. If, I guess this is to all say that. I mean, if you, you know, your controller broke. If you feel like taking a break rather than and, and just focusing on other things rather than you know, uh, you, you that's kind of your prerogative. You could kind of maybe it's know. a sign. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But on the flip side, it's. Definitely not necessary. I mean, I think I think Armada was like very um, vocal, if I remember. Like he was a big proponent of like, oh yeah, I never take breaks. Like I've, like I remember when he was active, uh, Armada would always say, I think that I think he said that he basically never went longer than three days without practicing seriously. So uh, you definitely don't need to take a break. Um, so it's kind of on you more so than anything else. Cool. All right, guys, thanks uh, so much for answering that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no worries. Uh, you got any shout-outs for us on your way out today? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got two shout-outs. One is uh, just I have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's the same name, Mr. Dr. Boy. I just do little video essays and rankings. So if you guys want to check that out, that'd be cool. And then the other one is a shout-out. My, uh, my good friend Kevin is uh, making an indie game. It's called uh, Even Heroes Die. And uh, he actually has a YouTube channel set up where he's doing like a little devlog where he shows his like progress and stuff. Um, so I just wanted to plug, you know, his game because it looks pretty cool. It's like an action well, platformer robot. It's a uh, even heroes die. Okay, I'll look it up. Later. Cool. Yeah, that sounds. Uh, that's a, that's a really cool name. I will say. Yeah, I mean, fiction. You know, is also developing a game. That's uh, right. So I'm, you know. Yeah, that's kind of what I mentioned. I saw his game yeah. and it looks awesome. Mm. No. Yeah, for sure. Well, great shout out and uh, and thank you so much for calling in. Hope you hope you enjoy your break or lack thereof. All right, thanks guys. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank See you, you later. Too. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it looks like we got time for about one more question today. Uh, do we have someone? We do have someone. We do. PhD's nuts. Very beautiful. What a what a good username. If I do say so myself. To SoCal local regular. Wow. I saw him yesterday. Amazing. <laughs> How was that? How was that, PhD's nuts? Yeah, what, so yeah, you're and calling in from SoCal, today? and yeah, let's hear about the question. Oh, well, you know, it's always a pleasure whenever you get to see fiction. It's, 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 yeah, <laughs> I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah. Every but, single uh, time, yeah. Yeah, my question is, you know, there's been a lot of Twitter discourse floating around about you know, mm. Who would win the 10v10 crew battle between SoCal and Tri-State? You know, who's better? Uh, and I wanted to ask your guys' opinion. 
who would be the best 10v10 region in the world. Hmm. And, you know, whatever your answer is, how many players would you need to include for that not to be the case? So does somebody else become better in 20v20 or 30v30? When does it stop? Oh man, this huh. might be the this might be the case. This might be a question for Toph because he knows every player from everywhere. Yeah, it's like Not final question really. before closing. We have five minutes left. What's your fifty by fifty crew? <laughs> you know, it's like, uh... like, damn it. Um, you know, it's funny. I feel like historically, uh, SoCal's super duper strong, and then I think recently Florida got a little weaker, right? Because I feel yeah, like a lot of the top players moved out and of Florida. Moved. And Wizzy... is HBox still Florida? Yes. Okay. But Wizzy and Plut moves. That's that's you know that's that's, that's a that's a blow for sure. So whole balls moved. M2K's not playing regularly. So it's, it's tough times for Florida right I now. I guess the short answer. I feel like it's SoCal right now. I feel like I give it. I feel like I give ten v ten to SoCal based on. Isn't Tri State always talking about how they're good? But I don't. Tri State's gotten good. better. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know the Tri State lineup. There. Yeah. I mean, Cody's there. That's Cody's pretty good. There. Aklo's there. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I but I don't. And then hey, I, I definitely look got, at those those nightclub the J, results. They got the J Sheiks. They do have the J Sheiks. They're up there. They, they got they got pretty good players. Um, I think Sox, and I know they Sox talked Sox a whole bunch. I know they talked a whole bunch of mess because Kador went over there and he did get first. <laughs> so there was right. that. But uh, I think it's SoCal, right? I feel yeah, like SoCal. I feel like there's no the regions are too weird right now where it's like. There's just a lot of players who are kind of inactive right now or like not yeah. as active and stuff. And there's a lot of people is who are Polish like Polish Tri State? I'm just trying to think. I think because no Tri State is I think Tri State is what New York, New no, Jersey, what are Pennsylvania. The Isn't it Pennsylvania is the third one? Is if that so, the third state? I guess. Yeah, but everyone no one cared about Pennsylvania for a long time. But I think we have to care again <laughs> about Polish. Yeah. So you got that's Polish. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really think I don't like I like I don't think SoCal is particularly super strong right now or anything. So I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if we could lose to somebody else. But also, like, if you include Mango and stuff, things go Mango. downhill. Things go downhill for other crews very quickly when Mango is involved. That's true. Like you think you're I doing great, that. and then it's like <laughs> nine stocks later, and your two best players <laughs> are gone. Yeah, and it's like, oh no, you know, so. Who knows? I feel like since Cody hasn't been entering too many locals, if you're going to include Cody, it's only fair to include Mango. Yeah. And okay, for what it's worth, historically, when we've done the, like, I think the only major that really consistently does, like, regional crew battles, which is an event that I always think is fun to watch. I don't know if the players feel the same. I always think it's fun. But it's Big House. And for what it's worth, Mango's always played for Big House. And, you know, equivalently, like, you know, like, what was the most recent one? Big House 9? I think Mutant King played for Florida. Um, mm. so, uh, I think it's fair. Yeah. I think you put everyone in, even the people who don't really go to their locals. I think that's fine. And also, I think that like, if there's a, if it's a pretty strong region, like there's a bunch of good players on your crew battle or on mm-hmm. your crew, it kind of mm-hmm. just like crew battles are very, not like a very inconsistent format, you know, like yeah. we, it's like we, we, maybe if we're doing like best of five crew battles or something, but nobody's doing that. So well, mm-hmm. I think also. The, you know which characters you have on it yeah that's right. what i'm saying like oh, it just, yeah. it's complicated and some there's sometimes they're like oh this guy clutched you took 13 stocks and other times you take like two so it's not a consistent thing yeah i mean i don't if i had the list of all the people in front of me i'd feel better making a decision yeah. but i'm also the only person on east coast here so i don't want to 
I don't want to also say SoCal, but just based on how I think about it, I have a hard time not saying it, but I'm also not saying it because, again, I am the only East Coast, East Coast person on the call. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, I mean, What's I do think Tri-State's... Yeah, I think Tri-State's been getting better lately, though. I will say that. Yeah. They, 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 I feel like they're probably um, top whatever, top three, top five regions. But I don't know. I think it'd be cool to... For what's worth, there were like the the five v fives for Roback Rumble, the big one, um, and that was an interesting one. A lot of a lot of uh, weird stuff happened because, like you know, like Mango had to dip out to go to something. Um, I think it was to film a video with Ludwig. So, uh, so like SoCal got kind of upset. Like a lot of quote unquote upsets happened, but I, at, the, at the same time, it was kind of cool because like you got to see some interesting variety. Like I think SoCal lost to PNW. I think NorCal lost to AZ. Um, but yeah, with every region at their strongest, I kind of hope it happens again one day. I, I do kind of miss the era where, where crew battles were a little bit more prevalent, at least than they are now. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think crew yeah. battles are super hype. And uh, to answer your question, I think SoCal's got it in the bag, 10 v 10. Nice, nice. Uh, I mean, I think if you just look at the top 10 uh, in SoCal compared to the top 10 in Tri-State, it, mm-hmm. it do seems to have like it those sense. people in front of you? Uh, no. Top 10 in SoCal are... Kadoran, Fiction, Face Roll. We'll Noel, put Mango in there. S2J, Mango, Casper, Nut, Asashi. Or sorry, not Asashi, Franz. No, uh, and Suf. I'm missing one person. Yeah, well, Suf. You, well, you, you missed mm-hmm. uh, Noel. No, I like, no, he said Noel. He said oh, Noel. he said Noel? Okay, no, definitely. Yeah. And then yeah, I think for Tri-State. No over Casper. Yeah, Tri-State I'm a little less knowledgeable about, but off the top of my head, it's like IBDW, Aklo, uh, JFlex, Mop Money, Wally, um, just Jason. Polish would be on there. Yeah, Polish if we include Pennsylvania, which is, I, I agree, it's unclear whether Pennsylvania is. Yeah, I feel like SoCal would be probably winning. <laughs> yeah, but I do mm-hmm. think that if you, you know, for the second part of my question, I think it gets closer the further you extend it. So I think if you go like 30v30, or something like that, mm-hmm. which obviously we so you would. So you think that hours. Tri-State has has more depth than SoCal? Probably, yeah. I Once mean, you get I, to like, the, the last person range. on our PR is Asashi, and Asashi is kind of crazy, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Asashi will, like, that guy is going to beat some people in the future. He's cracked. Oh, you so. don't have to tell mm-hmm. me that. Asashi mm-hmm. 3 I'm not telling you. I'm telling everybody else. <laughs> Oh, also, also, I'm always confused why Tri-State gets to be one region, but we have a whole state, and we, we have to split it in two. Hey, hey, like, they, why, they, why are they we allowed to, if we can pat out our 30 to 30 with some workout people? Just, just Everyone saying. is known for all of history that if we just took California, we would just, yeah, like, that, that's you know, down answer, the rest though. of the U.S. Yeah. California's like a whole coast, man. <laughs> yeah, true. it is a little OP. It is a little OP. Hey, we don't get fat Goku. <laughs> I do He's... think SoCal could also get even nastier if you do stuff like, oh, Santi, you know, starts playing more again. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if like Army was in really good shape or West started playing more again or Lucky. Yeah, stopped Lucky. Slumping. Stop. Yeah, whatever's going on with Lucky. I think, yeah, I think it could get dangerous pretty quickly. I, I miss yeah. I miss having like Hugo and stuff in there, but. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. how it is. We all miss Hugo. Yeah, I would we say all miss that Hugo. one of SoCal's weaknesses might be character diversity. Uh, you mm. do see a lot of 
space animals in that top 10. I think for yeah. crews, I think having a lot of foxes is okay, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hate when you're going against some crew and they have like six out of seven people are fox and you're just like, well, I guess let's just start throwing people at them. <laughs> like, there's not really anything you can do to counterpick it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How many Everything Mars do we have? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I That's do kind think of wobbling in crew battles is kind of fun, though. I, I, I don't, I don't like it in bracket, but in crew battles, it's fine because it like, does hit different. Like you pick on them 364 days of the year, and then that one day you're just like, get, 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 get him, like, <laughs> go army. That's all. Yeah, right. yeah, get him, army. Go army. <laughs> I miss it. I do, but yeah, wobbling in crew battles is great, and it's funny because. All the crew battles, like, back then when Wobbling was legal, like, they were all about... A lot of those crew battles came down to, like, Wobbling. Like, they, a lot of them came down to ICs. Because, like, you only get to play one game, like, when you go in. Mm-hmm. And, like, no one's, like, ready for Wobbling when they go in, you know? You usually kind of have to, like, kind of acclimate to it a little bit. So you catch a lot of people off You guard. double jump, you air dodge to avoid the wobble, oh. you get down smashed at 40, the whole crowd is screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Their whole crew is screaming. Yeah. Screaming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows wobbling is hype when it's not happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's hi- yeah, it's hype when it's not in bracket. When it's not happening to you or your boy. Or... I just don't like it in bracket. It makes sense. It makes Fair. sense. There was just so many times where it, 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 fe- it feels like there was like a bomb in the bracket. Like you'd see yeah. like you'd see like all the all the players and you're like, well, round two, you know. Moki has to play random wobbler three and you're like oh well uh oh like you know he could just lose that like anyone could just lose at any point to any Mm -hmm. wobbler and Mm -hmm. it's just like it was just a crazy error or you know ah, it was just the worst you're like oh it's kalindi's been doing really well against the top five in the world lately and then you see he has a wobbler in his bracket and you're like well (laughs) and so i'm kind of glad that era is over for now, yeah, I mean, people personally, as some a people player, want I don't it, think they but... need it. <laughs> Fair. I don't think it has anything to do with them needing it. It's just dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb, and it's wasted all our time. So the uh, I will say the one thing that that people it's funny you differentiate with with bracket with regards to non bracket is it with the bracket like you know it's hype when the upset happens, but then sometimes it, like it sucks if like. Okay, like, you know, Mango loses to Flips or whatever. It sucks when it's like, oh, but now, like, the upsets happen, but now, like, the top eight is less hype. You know what I mean? Like, if the people who you really want to watch play each other, if they get knocked out of the bracket or something, then sometimes that kind of makes it less enjoyable to watch later on. Uh, so there's, there's I, I don't get hype when people get wobbled out of bracket. That doesn't, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. that's crazy. Like, nah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, good question. PhD's nuts, and uh, I'm I'm of the opinion that SoCal's super beast right now. So, but I mean, yeah, we need to we need to solidify it. I think we need to start running. I'm hoping Big House runs crew battles again this year. Maybe I'll talk to Rob. I don't know. I I think they're fun. Uh, I think they're always a good time. SoCal versus NorCal at Smash Camp. Nice. That'd be hype. That'd be hype. I should be there. I should be at Smash Camp. So, probably book my tickets at some point. But anyways. NorCal has been hard carried in crews by SFAT being insane at crew battles for like (laughs) five years. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. He always takes so many stocks. I've never seen him play as well in bracket as in crews. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thank you uh, for the question. Any any shout outs yeah. you want to do besides uh, besides I guess the obvious shout outs to to the SoCal PR? Oh yeah. PHDN. Uh, I'll uh, I'll give my shout outs to the Burbank Death Crew that uh, that includes Cream Rat Schmoop Jamu and myself. We're gonna be dropping a combo video sometime mm. in the next while once the other guys actually get their combos in. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, and then I'll also shout out our beloved TOs Schmoop and Pipe who run. Mm. Verdugo every Monday, Lawless every other Saturday. Some of the best locals around, and uh, could not be more thankful to them. Absolutely. And shout out to Fiction. <laughs> We're going to every single one. Every single one. Taking That's our right. money. All right. Well, All thank right, you, PhDs you Nuts. Take care. Yeah, thank you. All right. So now, um, you can spend as much time on this question, but we did, you know, I did want to have you have a chance to talk about this too, Fiction, because we brought it up and I didn't get a chance to really follow up with it earlier. Um, but yeah, uh, you're working on a game, Breakneck. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's Breakneck been Emergence. A... Breakneck Emergence. Breakneck Emergence. And, um, you know... Somebody it... made a game with cars a long time ago called Breakneck, just because oh. it's, like, fast. But, so, Breakneck... But there's... there's Every word in the English language is already taken, so... Yeah, Breakneck Emergence is the name of this one. But you have two words now, so you're a little bit safer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so Breakneck Emergence is something that you've been working on for a while now. I know that it's been moving along, and um, maybe you can talk to people a little bit about how that journey has been, where you are in it now, and if any of that's translated to Melee. I'm sure maybe some game devs would be interested in hearing about that. Um, okay, yeah, so, like, right now, I think, like, we have a beta where a lot of the, there's, like, a lot of playable levels and stuff already, all the powers in the game are in, and you can, like, get them and play around with them. The level editor is, like, fully working, despite maybe not having, like, a good tutorial yet or anything, but it does totally work. Um, lately, like, the last couple months, I've been pretty focused on getting the bosses done, and I'm at a point where I'm maybe... 80% done with those, so I'm pretty happy about that. But uh, still difficult because, you know, it's really easy to just make okay stuff with game dev, and I think that's that's the frustrating part, is that mm -hmm. a lot of times you make something and you're like, well, I could just release this, that's fine, but then you're like, well, is this really what I want to even make or release? Like, And so you end up doing things a lot of times over, and things take a really long time, just because you can change your mind so easily and there's so many ways in which you can change your mind and stuff like that. Um, I think it's been a pretty difficult journey. It's also taken quite a long time, but I think ultimately it's been pretty cool to like make something so yeah. big and like code the whole thing by myself and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, I think I've definitely gotten better at melee from game dev just because I think it gives you a slight, a kind of different perspective on like mechanics and stuff like that. What have you taken? If there's there an example you can give? Um, I think maybe just like, maybe like just like mechanics, like frame data and like weird things in the game with like bugs or Z axis or um, ECB stuff. Like, when I see it, I'm not, like, intimidated like I used to be, like, before doing game dev. Because I'm like, man, I've had to, like, code stuff like this before, you know? So, like, hearing about it... You think it's almost it, interesting. How did they solve this? And you almost take that angle, maybe? Um, 
Not really. More just okay. like being familiar with like the types of weird results that can happen with programming and mm. just sort of seeing the game as like a as a as a computer program rather okay. than like as like a like seeing it more from like the end of like the code and the code creates this thing and like I'm kind of interacting with it but sort of just knowing the whole time that it's all math and stuff like that. And it I makes think, you more comfortable with it as opposed yeah, to... Yeah, it helps me be more comfortable with like, oh, this game's so complicated. There's this weird, all these weird little situations and stuff like that. And I think it, it's a lot easier to just be like, well, yeah, you know, that's just how it's coded or whatever. Mm. Um, and I think my game is super, super fast. So I do think that moving and playing that game does help a little bit and like kind of keeping you in the zone of like playing a game very quickly and like reacting to stuff. Cool. I think it can help a little bit with like maybe aerial drift and stuff like that. It's a little bit ambiguous how it might directly help, but I've definitely yeah. like played it like a lot. Like I've definitely like spent like a month where all I do is I play my game instead of you know melee, and then at the end of the month I'm like oh, I'm kind of moving in melee. Like I'm <laughs> my mind is is like set up for stuff to be pretty quick. Um, mm. I'm down to answer any other questions about it too. If you have any questions about like the design or the philosophy of it or anything like that, but. Otherwise, you, uh, when you, when you play it, do you use a GameCube controller? I, I, so the GameCube controller is more of the secondary controller for this game. I don't think that the controls are super good for the way the buttons are kind of placed on the GameCube controller. So like mm. I have Xbox support, PS5 support and GameCube controller support, but only GameCube controller to support through the official adapter. I haven't figured out how to get the Mayflash working mm. yet. Um, but yeah, like I, there's a couple of things where like the GameCube controller doesn't have an L1 button, and right, and also the position of the face buttons is a little awkward for people. It's just the, they're not really set up in a way where it's easy to kind of hold some of them while you press other ones. Mm -hmm. it, it's very like even like you know doing like full hop aerials and stuff in melee can get kind of messy and you need like claw and a lot of yeah, stuff like that yeah so the controller is just not super great and i think that like so for me the main controller would be xbox or ps like you know dual shock or an xbox controller and i think those are probably the best controllers for it it's completely playable on uh on a gamecube controller but i do think that like ergonomically it's probably not the best and stuff like that i think like i i made it you can do it it's just the way the buttons are laid out and like yeah the z button is kind of like awkward to press on a gamecube controller like like while you're holding down other buttons and stuff like that it's because the game has a lot of button holds and gamecube controllers are just really not great they're not button holds that's mm. a but, good point and you but i said it, it i set it up to work but like i don't i don't encourage people to play it with that like they can yeah. and some people play it and they're like yeah i don't have any problems like my hands are fine and then, you know, some people play it and it's been like an hour and they're like, yeah, my finger kind of hurts. And it's like, yeah, I don't really know what to do about that. Like the, the game wasn't designed with the GameCube mm -hmm. controller as its primary controller, even though it does, you know, work. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. And while, you know, I think we could ask more questions about it, I think, you know, if anyone is curious, I'd really like to just say, you know, where where can they find it? Where can they find yeah. the information about Learn it? more. Yeah, um, okay, so we have, like, a Discord server that people can join, and I post updates in there, and then um, we do have a website, but all it basically does is it links to the Discord and, you know, my Twitter and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. has, like, a video showing some stuff. Um, 
Yeah, so, I think in terms of like marketing and stuff like that, it's it's really difficult to like find a sweet spot for like how to talk about the game before it's done and stuff like that. Like I think that it's easy when you I don't know. I think there's a little bit of like you want people to know about it, but it's hard to show off something that's like noticeably incomplete a lot of times because okay. you show it yeah. and then people are like, oh, but what about this? And you're like, I know that's why I didn't want to, you know, show you the thing. <laughs> okay, okay. So okay, but I enough. but I do think I have like some videos and stuff of it. I think I could do a better job at probably like centralizing the, the marketing materials and making it easier for people to find the videos and stuff like that. But we do have a like a playable beta, you know, in our Discord that you can download and stuff like that. Okay, and where's the? Mm -hmm. where, is there a Discord like link or anything you can? <clears throat> yeah, you can just about? like if you go to breakneckemergence.com, I'm pretty sure it's still up. And uh, you, yeah, and you can you can get the, okay. the beta link and there's a Discord link from yeah breakneckemergence.com. Great. Easy. All right. Well, breakneckemergence.com. You heard it here first, gamers. Probably not if you're already following fiction on Twitter, but you've, you're hearing it here first now. <laughs> um, but yeah, with that being said, um, I think we covered a lot of the big points here. So now it's your turn to pose a question to the YouTube audience fiction, the community voice. You can ask one question, whatever you want, to the okay. YouTube comments, and we've got to have that uh, discussed at the beginning of next week. So what are you thinking about? All right. Um, uh, I was thinking of something kind of dumb, but it's just like... Uh... <laughs> Falco with Fox's movement data or Fox with Falco lasers? Who is the best? Oh, oh, I've never this heard is, it. Never this heard is a bigger brain. Before. Yeah, this is a bigger brain version <laughs> of the, the classic one. Because the classic one, which is Fox with Falco shine or Falco with Fox shine, there's actually a correct answer. Right. Fox with Falco shine is clearly yeah. better. <laughs> Falco with Fox shine. I've tried playing Falco with Fox shine. It's, he's, he's terrible. Oh, he's yeah. A, he's you terrible. Just shine and hope for the laser reset. Yeah, but it actually doesn't work. <laughs> they can buffer directions. Mm -hmm. No, definitely wow. not. Good. But I think Falco with the three-frame jump squat and Fox's oh. short hop height and his dash oh. speed and his friction versus you know Fox being able to short hop double Falco laser. Wow. Oh, oh, I didn't think about that. Hey, but the yeah, but I don't know which one would win that. Falco with Fox's dash speed getting a little scary though. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. If you I don't could know. just running shine like Fox, but it's Falco yeah, like shine. yeah, like yeah, yeah. Fox That's is really good. Yeah, Fox has short hop laser, but Falco has Fox's running power shield. You know, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's an interesting uh, thought. If oh. it's if it's Fox's movement data, then Falco can also short hop double laser. Then it's a good question. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, because I was thinking about because I was it, to me it came down to well if Falco can just if Fox can only short up double laser and Falco can't then that seems pretty clear to me. Well, well I think, if we're directly yeah. ripping the Falco laser move, yeah, then I Fox think the would only be able to do the slower. short hop, right? Yeah, the single yeah. laser. So yeah, Fox would not be able to short hop double laser. I okay, think that's probably okay. the fair way to phrase it. Then okay, yeah. yeah, so it's the Falco laser. All right, so yeah, this is a fun question. Then I'm very curious what people have to say about this one. Good question, mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, I think good discussion all around. Thank you so much, Fiction, for joining us. Yeah, it was great fun. to have Thanks your for insight. Me on. Yeah, yeah, That's for right. sure. And thank you, Toph, as always, holding it down. Great insight. You know, thank you. Great topics. And thank you guys out there for calling in, listening, and contributing. We will see you next week on Radio Melee. Signing out for now. Peace out, guys.